And we're live. We're back with another episode of Around the Mat. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we've got a fun one today. We've got a couple purple belts, even a world champion joining us today. So I'll go ahead and start introducing. We're about to play a game, same game we always play. Who's going to be the winner today? We've got a couple grappling topics. Um, I'm going to ask their opinions. If they have a good one, they'll get a point. And if they have a bad one, they get one of those and they lose a point. So let's start with the the man, the myth, the sunglasses wearing legend, Brandon McCatherine. Howdy. Just 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 one howdy. Howdy ho. <laughs> also joining us as always, we have our 10th planet black belt resident expert, Matt Scaff. You know, it's always a good day on this show, and I don't see Applegate's name on here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Applegate, we have a t uh, member of Team Toehold of Sean Applegate was the coach, PGF veteran. I think he got second place in the regular season overall. 10th Planet Black, uh, Purple Bell out of Jacksonville, Manning Leverett. What's up, guys? Uh, thank you all for having me. Heck yeah. We also have another Purple Belt joining us out of 10th Planet Austin, uh, IBJJF world champion, Lauren Sears. Hey, what's up, y'all? All right. Who invited a girl to come on this show? I think that was you. Oh, welcome, Lauren. <laughs> hey, world champion, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, you will address me by my proper name. <laughs> I got it. All right. So we're going to get started. We uh, Let's see. The first thing we want to talk about is Mika Gavao. Is he the favorite? 77 kgs? Is he the man? Scaff, let's start with you. You know, Mika's coming off a, a performance I think everybody saw, right? Uh, he was on the mat for less than six minutes and won the Brazilian trials. Now, I, I wasn't as impressed with the talent at the Brazilian trials this time. I feel like North American, even Europeans were a little bit higher. But Mika Galvao is definitely one of my favorites coming into ADCC. I really think the kid's got a shot to win gold. I think I put him up there. I Seriously, I'm putting Mika Galvao up there with with uh, Cade Rutolo, and I mean, I think those are those are my top two guys. I know we got a lot of fan favorites coming back, a lot of old vets. We got Lucas Laprie, we got Lachlan Giles. Gary Tonin hasn't committed yet. It's likely, but it's not. But JT Torres is coming back. But I think um, I like Ty and Mika to medal and possibly possibly win gold. Brandon? Uh, I don't have any problem picking Mika Galval as the favorite in that bracket. I don't have any issue with it. Like, let's let's start naming off who else is in 77. So you got him. There's is Cade Cade Rotolo's at 77? Yes. You said Lachlan. Lachlan. All right, he's Dante. Be, These are be, confirmed. Lachlan, Dante. Mika uh, beats Lachlan. Mika beats Dante. Yes. Mika beats who else? JT. JT. Lucas Laprie. Mika probably right now. He he can at least have a shot to beat Lucas Laprie. Uh, and then you said JT Torres. Yes. Now, <clears throat> JT knows how to play the game. That's the only thing that I would argue. Like JT really knows how to score. He knows how to win under that rule set. He's a proven winner in that rule set. That. Uh, under ADCC rules, I might take JT in that matchup, actually. 
Lauren, if you had to pick one person that could potentially upset and beat Nika, who would you go with? I'd probably go with Kate. Um, I don't know. Um, trained with those guys in the gym. They're really good. I've watched um, all their, you know, a lot of their matches. Um, I don't really have a lot to say because I don't follow, um, but I, I do know I have seen them compete and they're really good. And uh, I'd see Cade, maybe Nikki Ryan. Ooh, okay. Manning, what do you think? Is Mika the favorite? Um, I'm not sure. To be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot of his uh, competition. Um, I did see, however, one clip of his where he hit something that was in the warm-ups from the 10th Planet warm-ups. He went from, like, a half guard to dogfight. He pulled back to army control, went swim move to spider web. So that was pretty sick. His game, as far as I've seen, is pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, it'll be he's, fun. He's more him. than just impressive, man. He's, I mean, he's, like Scaff said, he spent less than six minutes on the mat in the entirety of the Brazilian trials. Mogget Haig, he went down there and he dominated as well. And and Mika had him out of there in a minute, right? Yeah, it was just you sick. Too. The final? Yeah, it was arm and guillotine to triangle. And that's the thing about Mika, right? Like his ability. So we, we got Cade Rutolo, the Rutolo brothers. They've got the best darts in the world. But Mika's got like 20 submissions. Dude, he does crazy stuff. He does everything. I've seen him hit every single submission from heel hooks to straight ankle locks to arm bars, triangles, guillotines. Like he does it all. And he always just looks so in control out there. I don't, he's one of those guys that doesn't take a breath. Like he just goes out there, does his job, and then bows to his opponent and gets off the mat. Didn't he hit a finish in um, every single one of his matches at trials? Yeah. And it was yeah. under two minutes for each match. Yep. Yeah. I think almost all of them were under a minute. How old is he? Seventeen. He, he might have oh, just turned eighteen. He's eighteen. Everybody got upset because he got his black belt early. There were those people that were upset, I should say. Yeah. He chokes those people Yeah. He does, dude. He, everybody that had something to say about it, he would beat them a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. He's he's way better than everybody that was complaining. This, at some point, man, like a guy just takes his belt from you. You know what I mean? Like um, like Travis that trains here. Like, I, I, man, I try hard. Not I want I want you to wait to get your blue belt. I want you to be a purple belt for a long time. And then Travis come in here and basically forces me to give him one in like six months. You know what I mean? Just, well, he's beating brown belts in competition. What am I supposed to do? I can't leave him at white belt. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Some people are just gifted. Got a question in the chat. Derek Chilson, one of your YouTube members, asked, he's curious who will be in the West Coast ADCC trials. That's worth noting. Oh, man. Both you guys, right? You guys are both going to do it, right? I'll be there. Uh, I'm definitely considering it. It's going to be in Vegas, right? Yeah. Thank you. I might do it. We'll see. Brandon, do you think the East Coast or West Coast trials typically is strong? Which one's stronger? Between the East and West Coast? Yes. Uh, the West Coast is usually a little deeper, isn't it? It's tough. I don't know. You know, yeah. everybody always says that, but I feel like that's a West Coast bias. Yeah, it may be. 
I don't feel like there's that much difference between them. It's just the same guys come to both of them. The same top guys come to both of them, really. Uh, well, I will say, I feel like if a guy's going to do one, he's just going to do the West Coast. Yeah, but I mean, if you wanted to see Keith Krikorian, you, you're likely to see him at both of them. You know? Yeah, Keith's going to do the West Coast trials. Yeah, and he did the East Coast. So he came in second in the East Coast, right? Nope. Yeah. 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 Lost in the final to uh, Grippo. No, 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 no. He beat Grippo. Olabate. He lost to uh, okay. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. Man, that kid's something else, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. It's yeah. crazy how how good people are early. Now, like it, it, it feels like that was never the case before. I think people like it used to be. You would get into jujitsu. You were already an adult. And you probably already had a knee surgery at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? You already got a job. You got kids stuff to do. You're just trying to learn jujitsu. And then it kind of became a thing where you got into it as a teenager or an adult to get into fighting. But now it's like it's all like the popularity and the rise of jujitsu. Like kids are getting into it at four, and then they train their whole life. And then by the time they're seventeen. They've been homeschooling and learning directly at the feet of Hoffa Mendez, like for 13 years. Like, Jesus, this kid hasn't even hit puberty yet. He can beat everybody on the planet. It's yeah. totally different than it used to be. Well, right. when he when he beat Geo, that was the big eye-opening thing for me, right? When Cole went in there. Because who's number one thing? I'd seen him mop up IBJJF and blue belt competitions. And I'd seen him beat a couple black belts, but when he went in there and, and did leg locks and was beating Geo in the leg lock exchanges, that really opened my eyes to like, man, this kid's special. All right, let's move down the list. We got a lot of things to talk about. What about the uh, the finishers tournament? Bye. What y'all think? How'd it go? All right, it's coming up, right? Oh, yeah, it yeah, it's coming the up. Yeah, ladies, yeah. one fifteen. Yeah. So who all we got in that bracket? We got our own Nakaya Jackson is going to be in there, of course. You know Nakaya from the EBI qualifier, or, or sorry, the Medusa qualifiers. Then you saw her on Medusa, and then she's done a lot of tournaments around. So we've seen her a lot. Who else is in there? Is Fatima Klein in there? Fatima. Fatima's in there. Yeah, dude, she's bad. Trinity's in there. Lauren, who's who's the favorites in your mind? Like, who who are the three? Who are the top? Like, who's the the girl that you're looking for? Is like the top. Um. So far, out of everyone that's in there, I think Fatima, she won Medusa. Um, so, and she's been doing really well, um, uh, just crushing on the competition scene. She uh, she beat Trinity at ADCC Trials. Um, so I'd, I'd be looking to her as being the toughest match that I have there. Yeah, you got Sophia's in there. You got Alex Nguyen. You got so just like ranked flow grappling competitors. Alex Nguyen too. I forgot she was in there. Yeah. Yeah, Alex, Alex and Fatima are both top 10 ranked by flow. And I think Trinity might be as well. Um, so you got three top 10 ranked girls. And then, you know, you got a handful of other Sophia's. She's training out Tom DeBlasses, but she's um, very, very talented. You got a bunch of 10th Planet girls. You've got, you know, Lauren, you got Nakaya, you've got Randy. Um, I think there's a couple of others too. So it's, it's stacked. It's always stacked. Finishers is always stacked. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm really excited because of that. Like, you know, no matter who you get matched up with, like it's it's gonna be a fun and exciting uh, show across the board of all these matches. So. 
Brandon, got to pick one. Who's the favorite for the tournament? Nakia Jackson and Lauren Fears in the final. <laughs> I'm always picking Nakia because she beats me up every day. So I have to always go with Nakia. But if Lauren was here, I would, I would pick Lauren because I don't want her to hurt me. <laughs> so speaking of Lauren, let's talk fight to win. You just right. that one, right? How'd that go? Uh, sorry, what was the question? Or what did you say? Fight to win. How did that go? This past weekend, it, it was great. Um, felt really good. Uh, went against um, um, a girl. She's from New Wave, uh, Rebecca Hughes. Um, it was it was the first time I, I really tried to play leg locks in a match. Um, I didn't get into a battle, but I felt good. I got close. Um, had had a triangle early on in the match. Uh, didn't control the head posture right away. So I got a little trigger happy on the arm, and um, she did a real good job falling back and escaping from that. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun, and now I got my um, title match uh, tomorrow. Nice. Scaff, Brandon, Manning, did y'all watch the fight to win? What did y'all think? No, I don't ever catch the fight to wins, to be honest with you. No, I don't. I mean – does anybody catch the fight to wins that's not competing on that doesn't have like a teammate competing on the card? I, I gotta say I caught the fight to wins. <laughs> I, I actually did catch this one. That's Don't not you him for that. That's not normally the case. So I, I agree with you, Brandon, but I actually did watch this one and um, you know, I saw Lauren. I wanted to watch Lauren's uh, I wanted to watch uh, you know Kamoy. I watched Kamoy go against uh, I, I gotta say this about Kamoy's match. You know, he fought Pierre Leclerc, and, and that was a match I was really interested. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and it went to decision. Um, he did really well, and Pierre's been absolutely destroying people. And Kamoy got into leg exchanges with him. He escaped the leg exchanges. You can tell the move to Austin has been really, really good for Kamoy. Um, he's been—I know he's been training a lot with the Tackett brothers. So, um, I mean, there were—I watched maybe. 10 to 15 matches on the card. I definitely, you never watch a full fight to win. You just, you kind of pick out the main. So yeah. And I wanted to see Bodani. You know, Bodani's been on my podcast. I, I kind of, I really like Bodani, uh, Giancarlo, and he fought Felipe Costa and he had a disgusting heel hook. So, uh, you know, I was watching the, the people that I kind of know. Yeah, I kind of do I the same. I, I don't ever even hear know. about it. I just totally miss it. Like, I don't check in on flow grappling to see like what's coming up. So I always miss it. I just, I end up hearing about what's about to happen in the community for this show. So if we don't cover it, if Scaff doesn't tell me about it, I don't, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, you're not, you don't, are you, do you watch a lot of jujitsu or are you like a big, like. Honestly, a lot of, almost all jujitsu competitions are really boring to me. I <laughs> watch, honestly, but I watch a lot of jujitsu highlights. Ah, uh, but, totally understand that. Yeah, not much of, I don't know. I don't like watching somebody try to pass the guard for two points or whatever for four minutes or however it goes, you know. <clears throat> it's just not that exciting. But do you, what, do you think there's something that can be done for that, or you think it's just like the way the sport is? Um, One idea I have, like, I don't know how many people would be open to this, honestly, but have you watched much Greco-Roman wrestling? Like I have. Their, their version of the the referee position, 
where you're laying flat on your stomach. And like, I think you should be able to, like, anytime somebody turtles or gives up their back, stand up with them and try to spike them on their head. Like, I really think, I don't know if that's a popular opinion, but. It's definitely not because we saw that at the trials with Johnny Grippo and, uh, you know, Tim Planet. Yeah, Anthony Burchek. So, like, what was your opinion of that, the Anthony Burchek slam? Oh, where he was on his back and he did, like, a forward roll? Yeah. I mean, if someone stands up while you're on their back, that's an option. And, like, if you're competing at the highest level, you should know that that's an option. Like, I don't know. But there's always a, that risk someone gets seriously hurt. So I understand the rules, but. But isn't there a risk that somebody gets seriously hurt all the time? Yeah. I mean, there's isn't, like, that, isn't that the goal, is it? Yeah. And it, if you're allowed to try and tear my ACL by like jumping exactly. guard or scissor takedown, I should be able to spike you on your head. That's, you know what I mean? But, Man, while we're adding rules to the game, I think we should add. Um, Soccer kicks to downed opponents. Yep. Let's get that in there too. Let's do it. I'm talking about for jujitsu. Well, I'm actually interested in this, uh, Lauren. Do you have any uh, CJJ aspirations? Yes. I okay, so I want to ask you both this then: up kicks, because Brandon's but, very like Brandon thinks there should be up kicks in CJJ. Yes. Um, up kicks. I completely agree as well. Like how, like uh, Manning? It sounds like you're game for it. From you, know, I mean, you're all about it. Uh, but I want to hear both of your guys' opinion. Like, what should be added to CJJ? Because CJJ is my new favorite rule set. I'm actually a little disappointed. I mean, I'm like EBI. I'm actually not as excited about this EBI because I want to see another CJJ. But I want to hear your guys' opinion on, like, do you like the rule set right now? Or are there any strikes you would add? Uh, so what is it? Right now it's just open palm heel strikes, right? That's it. Yes, to a grounded uh, opponent. Yeah. They can't be – it's got to be all fours. Or is it three? Yeah. You got to be down. Okay. Uh, hmm. I like the idea of the up kicks. I like that. Um, hmm. I think up kicks would Maybe. make a huge difference. I think it's a, I think it's a big, a big mistake. Not mistake. I mean, Eddie wanted to add up kicks. Just when he started doing it in California, the commission said, well, if you're adding up kicks, then we're going to have to take you to another level of sanctioning now. So they didn't want to go through that, you know. Up kicks would definitely change the way passing is done. You know, yeah. it, it'd be a lot more uh, people going towards like top half passing, pressure passing, body lock passing, stuff like that. Uh, I think. I think knees from bottom would be would be nice. A nice add in. Being able to knee. Yeah, I, I think we I think there's room for a rule set where it's it's exactly like MMA except for all the striking is on the ground. So elbows, knees, every kind of striking that's on the ground is allowed. But yeah, I think it knees to the body. I don't know about knees to the head on the ground. Man, bring yeah. it. That sounds great. I think knees to the body. 
I'm not sure though. Again, I'm not ever trying to compete though. So to me, that's up to the competitors. And if you want to, you know, if the competitors are down to compete in that rule set, but I, I think knees to the body, just from like side control and some of those positions would be really good. Um, I don't know about elbows though. I don't know about, <laughs> about grounded elbows either. So um, one of the comments here in the chat says, well, if you add kicks, you're adding KOs, but we already have KOs sometimes, you know, like you think about what Mikey rolls, Mikey Gonzalez, when he put that open palm strike down on, um, who was that scaff? Was that Adrian Nez? No, that was Matt Secor and Adrian Nez. Cause Matt, I mean, Matt Secor oh, for yeah. sure gave Adrian a concussion. Yeah, that was a bad one. Who was the guy that Mikey put out? The black belt that Mikey put out? Um, I can't remember, but that's one, that's my favorite from cjj that's my favorite knockout anyway we have knockouts but yeah you're right the open hands way less likely to create a knockout than an up kick up kick now we're talking about rearranging somebody's face dude knocking their teeth through the back of their skull and i want that i want teeth in the back of the skull that's what we came for right we came for violence that's what i'm signing up to see all right speaking of violence Let's talk a little MMA, specifically the UFC. Adesanya versus Whitaker, rematch. Does it go the same way, or do we see a different fight? Talk to me. Blowout, same as before. Whitaker's going to look good for a second. Like, oh, he's staying in there. He's he's finding his range with the champ. Until Adesanya gets comfortable with what's going on. Middle of the second round, Adesanya puts him down and finishes him. Honestly, there's not an MMA fight I'm really excited to see, except one, like of all the ones coming up, I cannot wait for that Chemaev versus Gilbert Burns match. Like, that's the one I've got marked, like, circled in my mind. It's like, uh, that is much watch. I mean, the week, this, don't get me wrong, the card this week is going to be great. All the UFC, I enjoy watching the majority of the cards these days. Like, they've been really good. I feel like the UFC got in a lull right there where the cards were very lackluster and i feel like the talent level was was pretty low i really feel like two years ago the, the talent level they had on some of these I think cards it was during the beginning of the pandemic I don't, whatever it was i don't know but there was like a year i felt like the cards i was just like dude this is I, this isn't good um except for the the big cards but now i feel like almost every card i mean i'll watch some of these undercard people and i'm like holy i mean these dudes are incredible and the talent level's never been higher. So, yeah, the fight's going to be great this weekend. But I, I just – I'm with Brandon. Whitaker's got – I mean, no chance. I wouldn't put $5 on Whitaker. Well, I'd put $5 on him. Mm. Uh, Lauren, Manning, do you all think that uh, – do you all agree with Brandon the Scaff, or do you think that maybe Whitaker was just kind of checked out mentally for that first fight and that this could be oh. a different fight? Man, um, I think it's going to go the same way um, that in the first match that they had, Adesanya was just he was so precise and controlled in the way that like his head movement and just evading um, anything that Whitaker was throwing at him. Um, Whitaker just seems like he's got like a, a style where he kind of bull rushes in and, and uh, is just trying to be like really aggressive and come in. And if uh, Adesanya can time that and uh, slip and evade like he did before and counter with the hook uppercut like he did before, then I think that uh, I think he's going to take it. It's going to go the same. Manning. Um, I remember a few weeks back I was watching this show 
and it was uh, the Juliana Pena versus. Oh no! Um, I wish we could, I could I could clip that and show y'all um, what you said, man. <laughs> y'all didn't give Juliana Pena a a chance, and y'all went on and on and on. And so, um, I Robert Whitaker was a champion for a long time. He um he beat Paul Romero twice. Um I uh when Israel Adesanya went against Yoel, that wasn't really a fight. Like he he I don't know. I think uh Robert Whitaker out of anybody in that division has the best chance of beating him. With that being said, I still think Adesanya is going to win. I just wanted to throw that in y'all's face. You're just trying yeah. to get salty out there, Manning. Yeah. My man just got a bunch of points for that. Dude, <laughs> he, did, he did just hit us with the the good old haymaker, dude. Like That overhand right landed right on the jaw. <laughs> I, I guess this is it, right? Because that was the argument. You know, when, when Whitaker came out after that loss, and here's Whitaker's looked amazing his last couple of fights. Like, he has re-earned this title shot. And there really isn't anybody else. I mean, it's not like the 185-pound division is the most boring division in the UFC. Like, who who are you excited to watch fight? No. A hundred percent. What's more boring? Heavyweight is way more boring. Heavyweight? Yeah. Heavyweight <laughs> fighting is boring. I, okay. I'm talking about storylines, though. Not talent-wise. I'm just saying that the storyline is we've got Adesanya, this champion, and he, he's really outclassed all of his guys until he went up to Jan. Uh, but the storyline was, yeah, he's checked out. Robert wanted to spend time with his family. He didn't know about, like, if he wanted to fight. And I think that kind of the pressure got to him fighting on his homeland. I mean, I think this fight will be more competitive. I just still think he's getting knocked out. I just don't think he has the skill set to compete with Izzy. I mean, like, I really hope Whitaker wins. Izzy drives me crazy. Yeah. But Great. but I just don't see how it's going to happen. Uh, but then again, like Manning said, I had – not just me. Literally everybody I know that watches the UFC thought that Amanda Nunes was going to blow Juliana out of the water. Yeah, but there's never a 0% chance. You guys didn't even give her a puncher's chance. That's true. But that's because I didn't think she could punch very well. Dude, she's, she's, in, she's in the UFC. Like, they can all punch. Settle down. They can like all Whitaker hit. for sure. I, I don't know. I still I, Yeah, I feel like Whitaker's got a like this is coming. This is a hard fight for Izzy. Like he's gonna have to be totally like on point to win it. But no, I, I mean, I didn't think Pena had a chance. So like not a chance in the world. I'll just read to reiterate Scaff's point about the 185 pound division. This is the top 10 rankings right now. Izzy's the champ. Robert Whitaker's number one. Then we got Marvin Vittori. No. Jared, Jared Cannonier. Definitely don't care. Like, no, he's good. He, yeah, yeah. He's good, but I don't care about him. Yeah. Derek Brunson. Don't care. Paulo, Paulo Costa. He's I, mean, I, I thought he retired. Sean Strickland. Jack mm -hmm. Hermanson. I like Sean Strickland. I think Sean Strickland's gonna be gonna be up around the title shot here in the next couple of fights. And then Darren Till, Uriah Hall, Kelvin Gaston. Man, there's nobody left. There's nobody left. Robert mm. Whitaker's the only host. read that heavyweight top ten though. Let's see here. <laughs> it's gonna be like it's Frank, gonna say Francis Ngannou, Cyril Gaon, and it's just gonna be question marks and no picture avatars. Hey, the rest of the Bay, John Jones is supposed. I, I hate saying John, John Jones. Jones will fight. 
I know he doesn't fight. He's not even a fighter anymore. He he's he's got other stuff on his mind. Still, when was the last time he fought? Literally, like it's been. Was it been three or four years? Dude, I think he beat up his wife. Guess him. Oh, give yourself a coin. <laughs> but yeah, Steve right. Miocic, Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, Alexander Volkov. It's getting thin. Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Yeah. And then after that, it's all tied to Vasa, and then it gets worse. Hey, no, no, no. Tied to Vasa is way more entertaining. He's fun, uh, he's fun to watch. But Wait, no, 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 no. I like Sean Strickland. Ty is not necessarily fun to watch. He's it's a fun event when he fights, just like Derek Lewis. His last Derek Lewis is not fun to watch, but it's a fun event when he fights because you don't know what he's gonna say. You know, two of us is gonna drink beer out of a shoe. Hey, that's fun. That's like people saying they enjoy hockey. No, you enjoy the fights that happen between the hockey. Like, I still think that light heavyweight is the most boring division. Glover to share as the champ. That just shows you how deep the division is right now. It's not deep at all. Hey, settle down. I mean, does anybody disagree? Read the rest of the list. Jan Blachowicz. Uh, that's Jan Blachowicz. Whatever. Yuri Prohaska. He's amazing. He's yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. And then everyone. Anthony Smith. Okay. Anthony Smith is number four. Yeah. Alexander Rockick. Yeah, Tiago Santos. I mean, all the once we hit Tiago Santos, it starts thinning out. Magomed Ankalaev. Oh, that guy's a beast. Look, he's cool. Yeah, but that division's not that bad, dude. If you can't pronounce their names, two hundred five is one of the most fun divisions to watch because it carries the the consequence of heavyweight, but they still retain like the athleticism, a lot more of the athleticism and speed. Well, do you guys like a dominant champ? Because all I hear right there is any one of those dudes could be champion, but it's like. When you hear all the names, like who's going to be Izzy? Yeah, Robert Whitaker's probably got the best chance. But do you guys like dominant champs? That's all. That's the question. I don't know. What do you think, Manning? Oh, the question. Do you like dominant champs? Like, do you like when somebody just like somebody like, like Adesanya just basically almost wiped out the division? Like, does that? Because some people love those those fighters, you know. But I, I'm I like chaos. Uh. I think it's fun to watch either way, but I definitely have a an, an appreciation for greatness, and so I think I like to see a dominant champ. Okay, Lauren. Um, I would agree. Same. I think it's exciting either way, but um, yeah. Yeah, I like it as long as there's a guy on the come up. See, I love when there's a dominant champ, but then the so at 155, right? Even with Khabib, there was all these names of people coming, you know. There was always somebody that people were like, Hey, could this guy beat him? At 135 with Yon, I mean that all these divisions, there's still names. But at 185, when there's not a like when there's not a Chemayev that's like on the outskirts looking in, is it just to me it's not exciting. Cause it, who's his next fight? Because if Adesanya wins. What Jared Cannonier? I mean, I get it. Jared Cannonier is really good, but there's not anybody that's. It's, there's no ex- exciting storylines. No, I feel that. Dude, I'll tell you an exciting storyline. Y'all want to talk about heavyweights or what's the most exciting division? Um, did anybody catch the fight? It recently happened in Russia. Three hundred and fifty pound man 
versus 120 pound female in MMA. Uh, I saw it at lunch today. I saw it a couple of days ago, and it was. I have not seen it. You haven't seen? Oh, you gotta yeah. watch it. Oh, here we go. So, here's the matchup. Can y'all see the screen? Yeah. Yep. Dude, what do y'all think about this event? Oh, I, I'm ready. I got a hot take on this one, dude. I'm listening. This is exactly the kind of fighting I want to see. <laughs> this is what I want to see. It's a 400-pound dude versus a 125-pound girl. This is good. This actually answers questions. Like uh, Covington versus Masvidal that's coming up. Was not there's not any questions about that. You're both good. What you do works. I want to know: is there any possibility in the whole world that this girl can beat this guy in this fight? So is is she skilled, but he's not? Is or is it like what? I think so. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Well, they both train for it. He's okay. I just don't think you can be that skilled at 420. Yeah. Dude, Lauren, real talk. Would you fight this guy? Hell yeah. loves God, I love you. You're the best. All right. I've, you I've actually fought. I've had two fights before against girls that were 300 pounds. Shut what? up. Fights? Yeah. My, or jiu-jitsu? Well, uh, jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. Okay. I feel you. How'd they go? Yeah. Uh, well, the first one was actually in my first ever jiu-jitsu tournament. I was in, I, I signed up for Absolute. And uh, the girl before her, I I did like a, um, a snap guillotine, and I tried to do that on this chick, but my arm wouldn't go around, and she took me down. No. I went to sleep. My first ever like jujitsu <laughs> tournament. <laughs> I remember Scaff fought like a three hundred and fifty pound guy at a tournament one time that used to play. I think it was that he played center for the Chicago Bears. And yeah, Scaff played like two a white years. <laughs> Yeah. The second one uh, was at High Rollers. Um, I almost took her back, um, but she, we ended up going down to the ground, and I survived through the match. And then we went into overtime, and uh, it was EBIOT, and I got on bar. Oh, man. So I'd like hey. to hear from all of y'all on your thoughts towards a PGF absolute season with absolutely anybody, any weight, any gender. What do y'all think about that? Oh, love it or hate it. Any gender. Yeah, we're just going to take the 24. I think weight classes, uh, but with any gender would be cool. That would be kind of cool. Here's the thing. I wish every UFC card had a fight like that. Just some random, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you book for this next upcoming UFC card. If the co-main event, because we've got to give the fighters the main event, right? But the co-main event was Tom Cruise versus Justin Bieber. Oh, like, man, it's sell out. Dude. I am and just one because we don't want to turn it into a true freak show. We just a little bit of freak show on every card would be incredible. And uh, like, like, Hey, let's see Jake Paul versus like a, a amateur UFC or an amateur fighter, you know, like an amateur champion, like a really good amateur fighter. Like I would love to see that in an MMA fight, you know, something like that. But for the PGF, um, I'm with Lauren. I think if you got a, a season where it was like 135 pound, 135 pounds. 135 pound humans. Yeah. Any belt rank. 
but but make it where you got to weigh in like right like five minutes before so yes I it's like a true that. like 135 and under yeah i agree with that as well that'd be sick manning what would you think if you you stepped in the pgf against you know you had lauren coming at you looking to tear your head off if you don't say i'd break her arm you're not my friend anymore i'd break her arm that's my boy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's the arm bar specialist. You got to watch out for her, dude. What I really want to see is a Russian promotion that has people fighting animals. Like, that's the, the next level of extreme. Like, I've seen everything else. I want to see Predator yeah, versus Predator. Everything. Here's the big question In your mind, what animal could you? Defend your like you have no weapons. Could you beat? Like how high up the food chain do you think right now you could you could kill with your bare hands? Um damn. I think what are those like they're cats, they're not quite cheetahs, but they're like they're like forty pound cheetah things. Like links, like or links. Like Link, yeah. links. I, I, I think you could pick a bobcat. Bobcat. I'll pick yeah. a bobcat. They're about the same size. They're about fifty pounds. Let's get it. I can get a bobcat. <laughs> I think I could beat, you know, small dog. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe what, not. I feel like a what? small alligator. What? Easy. Mm-mm. I ain't fighting no alligator. Keenan likes an alligator. Keenan believes he can beat any animal, any rule set, anytime, anywhere. Maybe not any animal, but it, especially weight class and below, dude. There's not an animal out there. <laughs> what about? Could you beat a shark hand to hand combat? They don't have hands, so you got a huge advantage. Are we in the water or on land? You get it's a shallows or you get deep? one of each. So. It's got to be the best out of three. Third yeah, well, so we shot. do it on the land, we do it in the shallows, we do it in the deep water. I'm coming out two out of three. Dang! It, how how much bigger is it? Than me? If it's, it's it's like a a lemon shark. Name <laughs> <laughs> like that, I'm coming out victorious. Mm, I see you sleeping on a lemon shark. See, I'm talking. I'm thinking about a, a eight foot hammerhead. I'm scared. But I'm still about that life. What, <laughs> what, what about a black bear that's like your size and pretty docile? Like people been feeding it in the Smoky Mountains and stuff. No, just like a, a <laughs> random black bear that's like venturing into your trash can and you come out, or maybe it's got your dog by the neck and you come out. Are you cowering in fear, or do you go and fight the black bear? What kind of dog have you got? Like, what kind of fight did the dog put up before I got there? Like, if he's got my poodle in his mouth, I ain't fighting him. But if he's got the Rottweiler and it looks like it's been a scrap, I might jump in. I think I could take a black bear if he was my size. Oh, man, y'all racking up these cheap points with Keelan because y'all know his soft spots. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I bet if I come up on a black bear that had been hanging out like around Pigeon Forge, up around Dollywood, you know, I bet I could get one of them. I bet I could convince one of them to just sit down and have dinner with me before I could beat him in a fight, probably. 
It'd probably be one of those things where, like, you'd start fighting the black bear, and he'd just be so shocked. Like, he wouldn't even want to, like, fight. You'd be like, I'm just, like, trying to, like, hang out. And you're just, like, you're, you're like, aggressively bullied. <laughs> he was about to ask me to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just assumed because he was a bear that he was hostile. That's not right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. All right. We'll get back to the jujitsu topics. No. Um, <laughs> Here's some big news on the Instagrams and whatnot. Marigali is at New Wave now, right? Yeah. What do y'all think? That's a that's a game changer for the scene. I think. Why is that? Well, Marigali is one of the only human beings. He's one of the only jujitsu players in the world that can make the gi exciting to watch. Like he's one of the only guys that can do that, and he's ready to do his no gi training. And he goes and he slides in with arguably the best coach, arguably the best player. And he's just adding to – like he's going to be adding to the level over there as much as they're adding to his level. So I'm fascinated by that, like fascinated. I think that's a, a game changer. I mean, that that puts them – I mean, that's a hard room to beat all of a sudden, you know. Those two, Bodani, who else is over there? Uh, Taza. Gary Tonin. Tough room. Tough room. Adding Marigali to the mix is like suddenly it's not just Gordon and his team of uh, do-gooders, you know what I mean? Like it's like – we got two of the best players in the world over here in the room at the same time. And Marigali's huge too. Like who's going to challenge him once he gets their systems down? I mean – Super hard to beat him. Yeah, I think uh, I think Marigali is. I mean, it's either him or Felipe Pena is the best in the gi right now. But we've never seen Marigali no gi. The, the, literally, the dude said he's. I mean, he says he started training no gi like a month ago. It's funny though how it took him getting disqualified from Worlds and the lack of money. I'm sure that he's seeing in these gi tournaments. I mean. The gi is it might as well just burn itself. Like, <laughs> they're making all these. I mean, their best stars are leaving. Musumichi gone. Like that was the guy, gone. You know, Marigali gone. Kimi Cornelius's body. You know, like this. All like who just does no gi? I guess it's like Tynan Dolfer from AOJ. Like he's the only really, really, really top guy that people are talking about. Like Tynan's now he's the pound for pound top guy in gi and nobody cares. Man, nobody cares crazy. at all. Bad, but most people have never even seen this guy compete. And he's incredible and super fun to watch. I mean, he's AOJ, so like I mean he's out of that Kolobate, and I'm sure we'll see him in the Nogi scene soon. But I mean, dude, the gi, what are they doing? I mean, I would have to just be in a panic right now. Just and I know they're not because that's not that's not where their bread is buttered. Yes, but if they don't get it under control, I mean, I think that, that we could see a time where IBJJF just becomes unimportant, especially for North Americans. I mean, I, did, I feel like we're going to see that time anyway. You like you're it may be accelerated. It's accelerated. Yeah. What about you, Lauren and Manning? What are your thoughts on the ghee? Thoughts on the gi or thoughts on new wave thing, um, the new wave Modani situation? More on the gi. We're here. 
I would like to hear some thoughts on that. I can well, clearly tell that Scaff and Brandon hate it. What about you, Manning? And uh, that's not true. That's what it sounds like. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I've worn it three times ever. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's, I've... Oh, she's cutting out. All right, Manning, you're on quick. Um, I'm more just curious what his motivations for moving over to Noku would be. Is it is he following the money, or is it is he recognizing that like Nogi is a truer rule set or whatever? Um, I'm curious to hear from him. I think um, it's like this: he had a girlfriend that you know didn't appreciate him, right? He was he was the starlet in in the gi. Girlfriend not appreciating him, so now what? He's going to the new hotter girl. <laughs> go over there and he's gonna make the gi jealous like because again like people get worked up over this topic and for the best guy especially if he just goes no i'm focusing on no gi i mean it's just a huge 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 uh hole in their arguments that like look the gi's the best everybody wants to train gi like well your top athletes in the sport aren't even doing it anymore mm-hmm. And do you think that's because money or do you think that's, or I guess you said it's, they're not appreciated. And when, when he, when he got this double disqualified from worlds, I mean, okay. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see him do worlds again. I mean, he's a very emotional guy. He's a very, um, I, I just wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see Marigali compete at IBJJF again. What was he disqualified for? Yeah. Flip somebody off in the crowd. Oh. Okay. So. <laughs> Sounds great. Trying to do a little of that myself. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny because, like, Gordon, like, you know, is flipping everybody off at ADCC and, like, it's fine. But, like, Marigali does it once and he's, like, double DQ'd from his division and absolute. Like, lost a chance to, like, double gold at the biggest key check. I think that's just where the sport is headed. You know what I mean? Like at this point, I feel like if you're clutching to the um, the gi is real jujitsu. If you're still kind of clutching to that, that's like saying like the offense in in football, the offense of the 1970s is still the best offense. Like, listen, it it was fine and it was even innovative for the time, but you don't line up with a fullback or a wishbone offense anymore. Yeah. In this, like, you know what I'm saying? And then there was, a, hey, there was a period where professional football or college football, where the wildcat offense made a lot of sense. But you know, once people got the hang of that, like people built whole offensive systems around the wildcat. But once people got the hang of it, it becomes like a play that you run, just like the Baron Bolo. Everything goes through phases, and the sport trends over time towards a higher level of skill. And I think that's what we're seeing now, like. The higher skill guys, they prefer no gi now. That's just that's just true. I mean, it's facts. You can't argue it. Name one prominent gi promotion that's having success. There isn't one. That's ha- like that's having success from a viewership or like we yes. want 
we run prize tournaments or whatever. Just as even doing something regularly. I can't even think of a gi promotion that can, like has regular competitions. Yeah, like if you like what gi promotion is doing well? Well, amateur like open obviously all the IBJJF's doing just fine, and Naga and these tournaments they're doing fine with their gi divisions, I'm sure. But that's a money making practice for those people. That's a business that they're running. You know what I'm saying? But if you're talking about, hey, we're trying to get YouTube views, should we do this thing, gi or no gi? You tell me. I'm with you, Scaff. Like, point me in the direction of the of the people that are having tremendous success with that. All right, one more thing on the list. I'll let y'all talk about it while I tally up the scores. Um. PGF, we're going to round the up with PGF. There's qualifiers coming up, season four is coming up. But the biggest thing that's coming the soonest are the NFTs. Are any of you guys in on the NFT craze? You think it's all a sham? Are you excited about them in general? What about the PGF NFT trading cards? Talk to me. Go, Scaff. Uh, you know, when you first look at NFT and the idea of an NFT, you're going to laugh. You're going to dismiss it. You're going to think it's so stupid. But the more you look into it, you realize that it's actually genius. And it has a lot of utility. And it's going to be here to stay. Some people some people are doing amazing things in the NFT realm. And if you can't recognize that, you just haven't done any homework. Because, again, I was one of those people three, four months ago that was like, NFTs? Like, but having made the mistake with crypto for so long and then getting into it and realizing like, Oh, okay. Crypto is actually like, once you do the, the homework, you kind of realize the importance of some of these projects, same thing with NFTs. And I think, um, the first, the, what the PGF is doing, you guys particularly doing is, uh, truly unique. And it's the first of, um, it's first of the grappling world. And I, I think people should get really excited behind that. We're, going to have trading cards you know there's going to be trading cards of the players is going to be essentially rookie cards and there's going to be some perks to that now the perks are you know going to be based around you know the pgf is getting into and getting into like seminars and things like that and getting into the live shows and yada 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 but um there's perks to it and it's just really cool to kind of own a piece of history how do you feel about being a uh, NFT trading card, Manny? That's pretty cool. I think I, uh, I grew up uh, collecting baseball cards. Um, so it's kind of cool to, going to be cool to see myself on that kind of uh, <clears throat> format or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. You going to pick up any of your trading cards? Mm, depends on how much they cost. <laughs> uh, so you buy them up cheap and then you flip them i guess so i'm a buy a manning you know, and sell it to manning, manning for more than i paid for it that's what some of the guys are planning to do they're planning to buy all of theirs for themselves mm-hmm. and then flip them on the market and just turn around and make money on their self i think it's a smart idea it's a cool idea yeah what about you lauren are you in on the nft game at all did you say something to me? Yeah. What What do you think about the NFTs? Have you looked into them? Do you have any? Are you interested? 
Um, sorry, I'm having trouble because the my iPad died and my phone, I can barely hear anything. So I keep flipping it up so that I can hear you guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, like I, I'm not even sure what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Tally up that score, coach. All right. So we have an interesting score card here right now. We uh-huh. had a, we had a clear winner with Manning Leverett. He was what? the oh, it's because he lacks animal fights. He was the winner, but at the beginning, if you recall, he did get a minus one for not watching something. I forget what it was now. Anything. So we have a tie at the top between Manning and our resident expert Matt Scaff. <laughs> so those are the two winners. And then Lauren and B Mac both tied with five points. Oh man. One behind the victory. We were struggling. Well, see, B Mac, you also had six points, but you had a minus one, which took you out of the three way tie for a victory. Hmm. What did I get what I get pooted for? Man, it's hard to say at this you point. You just don't like me. Sometimes you just <laughs> give me a bad point. He just don't like for me to win my own show. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> I represent the people. So, yeah, the, the victory goes to Matt Scaff and Manning Leverett. Anything you boys want to say to your people since y'all are the victors? Manning, you can go first. Um, Thank y'all for having me. Uh, it was fun. Hopefully I can uh, come back sometime. But I appreciate y'all. Scaff? You know... It just feels like I'm getting further and further ahead of Brandon on the total win. Now, here's the thing. Brandon, I started off really strong. When the first show first was was here, I felt like I was – I won maybe three of the first five shows. Brandon went on a hot streak, but I really feel like the losing streak is going to continue for a while. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, as long as Applegate's not here, I, I feel pretty confident in my ability to get the dubs. Mm. I'm just trying to stay awake on the broadcast these days. <laughs> I, I straight fell asleep. It was like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago, and it was the best thing that's ever happened. I'm getting old, dude. I'm sleepy Joe Brandon. All right. It's been another episode of Around the Mat. Thank you guys for watching.